And we're back for another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast, where I want to help you become the best signing agent you can be with a special guest today, the one and only great Bill Soroka. Bill, how are you today? I am so great, Derek, and such an honor to be here on your podcast. So hi, everyone, and thank you for having me. Oh, man, the, the, the honor is all mine. You know, when I first got into becoming a signing agent, I was doing research your videos were one of some of the videos I was first watching on YouTube. And I was like, oh man, this guy's driving in his car and he's pulling over and he's talking, he's telling how his day went, how it went. And it just kind of inspired me like, oh, okay, I can, I can do this too. I, I can drive, I can print documents, I can explain them. And so you made it so simple, uh, the understanding. And so now to have you on my podcast uh, is truly an honor. So thank you again. Oh, really? Seriously, the honor is all mine. And I love that those videos uh, made that made a difference for you. I think that inspired a lot of people. And it certainly did me. I love this work that we do. And I love sharing it. So thank you. Yeah. Now, when did you start your YouTube channel? Oh, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking that I'm like, gosh, I hope he I hope Derek didn't watch some of the first ones because those were terrible videos. But lesson one, right? You've got to um, perfection doesn't exist. You just got to do it. Right. So I did it. And I think I didn't even know how to use YouTube at the time. I didn't know what direction to do that. And I think I posted my first video. It was either in November of 2015 or November of 2016. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, so I was watching some of the first ones because I became a notary January, 2017, but I was doing research before that. So it was like the end of 2016. I think it was like the summer of 2016 is when I started planting seeds in my head and I started watching YouTube videos. So, so, okay. I guess I was watching some of the uh, earlier episodes then. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and how did you become a signing agent? Like where, did, how, where was the, the beginning of that? Yeah. Um, this was uh, in 2012, I believe it was 2012 okay. or 2013. And, you know, I was uh, a serial entrepreneur that had uh, not figured out how to run a business. So I was really struggling. And uh, a friend of mine was an escrow officer. And she said, um, look, I want to help you out. Why don't you just become a notary and I can pay you 150 bucks per signing. So I was like, all right, done. I think I can do that. And it was, it was, it was kind of messy in the beginning, but that's when it began for me. Aha. Okay. And then, and then it just kind of evolved to where it is today. All yeah. right. We're just Laura, joined by Laura B. Where, Laura, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Great. Well, thanks for coming on as well as a, as a co-guest. Tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you became a notary. Well, uh, I wanted to leave the corporate world. I was a vice president of a nonprofit company and wanted to do something for myself. And uh, who knew that that dream would lead me to open a six bed facility for elderly. That was my first job that I uh, went out on my own. And uh, in doing that, I found that my clients needed notaries. But notaries were not interested in coming to a facility uh, to notarize. Um, they felt that um, the people were slow, that they might not have ID, that they might not sign their name, uh, uh, they might not be alert and aware, and it just wasn't worth it for them. Okay. And so when I um, 
complained about that to a friend of mine putting herself through law school as a signing agent. She said, Laura, why don't you just become a notary yourself and you can take care of it. And so that's what I did. I became a notary and um, started, I couldn't take care of my own because I owned the business, but I was able to help other facilities and I was able to go to hospitals and I was able to go to skilled facilities and I started out giving it away. I didn't make money with it. Okay. And then my friend said, now that you're doing this, why don't you think about loan signings? Because then you can make some money um, for when you don't have six beds, you know, because you don't make money till bed six. So I said, okay. And I follow, I shadowed her on a couple and said, okay, I think I can do this. And that's where that started. And so I was doing both running my facility and doing loan signings and giving away the hospital stuff. And I realized that I would not be able to work like this till retirement. And, you know, the pen was a lot lighter than the people to pick up. And I decided um, that I would uh, sell that business and just be full time. And I started in 2004. And by 2006, when I sold, I was like crushing it. I was making big money. I was making more money than I ever made with the facility and said, this was the right move for me. And that lasted about a year and a half <laughs> to maybe up to two years. Cause in 2008, we know what happened. And I was right. lost everything at that point. Cause I'd already sold that business. I'd already been out of corporate for what, um, five, six years. I just really didn't want to go back to that life. And, uh, I had to figure out pretty quick, what was I going to do? And that's when I thought, you know, everybody needs notarizations, not just for loan signings and what we call general work at yeah. that time, which was everything else except loan signings is where I focus. I said, let me be where nobody else is. They don't want to do this work. I want to do this work. Yeah. And that's how I started climbing back uh, to it. And what I found is that it wasn't really general at all, that each one had its own special requirements. And so I started calling it specialty work. Um, and so there were special environments, special requirements, special documents. And as I became more knowledgeable about that, then they wanted to use me because I understood what it was about. Just like we have a specialty called loan signings, right? Yeah. Uh, training. And so I started building these different specialties. And of course, my favorite came along and it really replaced loan signings. And I, I although I do them on occasion, it's not really my business. My business is really specialty work. Aha, well, great. Well, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into some specialty notary work uh, in just a moment. But it's uh, it's interesting. We've all we all all three of us got involved in loan signings and notary work before COVID. Yeah. And then oh, COVID hit, and the Fed said, "Let's drop interest rates, keep the mm -hmm. keep the economy going." And then, boom, there was a boom in the real estate world, anyone involved in real estate. And now <laughs> that boom has now ended, right? The, the the market is normalizing. Interest rates are are back to where they were and maybe even going up right now. And we're seeing some changes. We're seeing a lot of people, a lot of notaries, I should say, getting out because they thought it was so easy, right? It, I just had to get my notary commission, sign up, and my phone was just blowing up with, with notifications. That's not the case anymore. For, for most people. And so uh, the two of you, along with Jen Nitzel, have created a training course on, on uh, basically it's a certification course on becoming a notary trust 
delivery agent. So we're going to be talking about that because I'm getting a lot of questions asked to me about estate planning. So I thought this actually will be a great tie-in uh, since I'm getting asked this question a lot. So I don't know who wants to tackle this question first. Who wants to maybe go into a brief description of estate planning and as a notary trust delivery agent? And those kind of two things there. Yeah, well, I, I love that. And so I think what I'll do is I'll kind of tell you what prompted this in the first place, and okay, then I'll great. pass it to Laura and Laura can can share kind of some of the similarities and differences um, that um, a lot of notaries might see um, in this kind of work. So um, it was December 2021. You know, I have been waiting for this, the other shoe to drop on this business uh, since March of 2020, right? I thought when the pandemic hit, I was going to shutter my signing companies. Stop, I was like, how are we going to do this? And then all of a sudden, uh, what you just described happened, happened and it was a boom. And I, I knew it couldn't last forever. So I just feel like I've all, I've been trying to think ahead, plan ahead. December 21, I was thinking, what would I do without loan signings? How could I replace that revenue? Uh, and that's, you know, I went through my toolbox or the resources I have at my disposal and it, you know, these living trust presentations are something I've done lots of. I love the work. It's a nice bundled fee, so I can I can match or meet the uh, loan signing revenue. So I started digging in, and I went on this crazy um, blitz of a marketing campaign. But a lot of the feedback I was getting from estate planning attorneys as I was talking uh, made it crystal clear that uh, a lot of notaries uh, didn't know. Um, how to navigate or orchestrate, as Laura says, a, uh, a trust delivery presentation. So they were kind of timid about hiring. And then even more so than that, they didn't even know that there were professionally trained notaries that are out here eager to serve. So we had this huge gap in uh, volume and need. And then, of course, this culmination of where uh, loan signing agents are, right? They yeah. need another line of service. They've been blinded by the reigning loan signings over the past three years, right? So we yeah. didn't have to look for anything else. Now we do. So we've got this confluence of cool stuff happening right here. And that's when uh, I got with Jen Neitzel, I got with Laura and I said, hey, what if, and those are some pretty dangerous words for me, but what if we could come up with a way that trains and prepares notaries to execute trust documents correctly and build in ways to educate estate planning professionals about our existence. And that's how this whole program came alive. And in this program, it's the most comprehensive estate planning training for notaries in anywhere. Uh, but we didn't just talk about documents. We get into marketing, we get into ethics, we get into all of that. So we tie it all together nice. uh, for these uh, notaries. Because, and what's beautiful, and I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to let Laura take over, if that's okay with you, Derek, is yeah. uh, there's such a similarity. It's such a, it's a slight sidestep into living trust press, uh, presentations and what we're calling trust delivery uh, right now, because they're so similar to uh, loan signings in several different ways. So Laura, can you take over and can share the those differences and similarities? Yeah, so it's one of my favorite specialties. And I started handling trust uh, presentations back in 2012. Uh, so well over, you know, 10 years. Um, and so I had already been doing this. I'm one of the 
probably the few that were out there already realizing this is a place to go. Uh, and so what was first of all important is let's let's talk about what's a trust presentation that we're talking about that requires some kind of additional training versus, hey, I got called for some estate planning documents. Okay. So estate planning documents sometimes are referred to when somebody has a power of attorney, a healthcare directive, maybe a last will. Those are three common documents that are done outside of a trust and notaries get called by the public to, and, and they may have pulled it off the internet themselves or they may have had an attorney help them. And those three documents are needing to be notarized, right? That's not a trust presentation. That's not what we're talking about. Right. So a general uh, notary work. Right. That's that's just like I have a couple documents. I need you to come notarize them. Yeah. Um, what I'm talking about is something more similar to the requirements of loan signing, which is I'm being asked to um, orchestrate the appointment, which includes six to eight common documents in them, starting with the trust document itself. It may it also include those three I already mentioned, but it also has a certification of trust. It's also going to mm. have a, a deed to transfer property into a trust. It might have a guardianship. It might have an assignment. Uh, say, if you have a business that needs to be assigned to the trust, it, these are the kinds of other documents that put this together. And when I say put together, I mean, literally, usually it's put together in a binder, right? Um, and so uh, they need somebody who knows what the functionality is of those documents to walk them through, confirm personalized information, uh, collect signatures, notarize documents. And at the end, 90% uh, of the time, the binder's just left with the client. And of course, they created the binder. So I'm not printing. I'm showing up either with the binder in my hand or they have it already. So already there's a couple little differences with loan signings. One is it's not often I'm asked to print anything. I show up with everything put together for me. Either they have it or I have, or they've shipped it to me. And that's a big piece of expense and time off the top that I don't need to deal with. The uh, second thing that's different, of course, all the documents and their functionality are going to be different than what we see in loan signings. But the process is similar in terms of uh, confirming personalized information and collection of signatures and notarization and or witnessing. Um, witnessing service is something that I would provide um, as part of what I do. But if they need another witness, then that's a service that they pay me for to bring an additional person in to be a witness for the poor over will. Uh -huh. And so that th those are kind of the, the the similarities. I mean, I get called mostly from attorneys, although there are legal plans that they sell. Right. Um, they yeah. have attorneys uh, either on staff or um, on retainer. And then they review the documents. And then the legal plan company is really the assembly house who pulls it all together and ships it. Out. So they hire notaries usually directly. They're not a signing service. They, they just service yeah. their business. There are some signing services who do get these kind of jobs. And so there are notaries who have haphazardly had a trust assignment come to them without any preparation. And that's probably why attorneys think we don't know what we're doing. 
is because they've these these notaries have been assigned to a signing service uh, to come out and take care of something, and and they're thinking, yeah, I can do that, but it's not the same. It's not exactly the same. The amount of time at the table is similar. Okay. Um, uh, the number of notarizations is, I think, fewer. Now, you know, when we do loan signings, it's a grab bag. I could have six loan sign six uh, notarizations, or I could have 20 notarizations. Yeah. And the price is like the same, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. So sometimes it's a good deal and sometimes it's not. <laughs> With uh, trust assignments, they are very um, uh, similar to each other. Pretty much you've got core documents, about five, six core documents you'll see all the time. And then depending on that person's uh, estate, uh, they may have some other additional documents. But pretty much we see that. Um, pretty much right now the hiring happens through attorneys direct uh, and or legal plans uh, that do that. But we see that growing as people figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And the attorneys are the ones who are printing that package, that bundle, you said, right? Mostly not. But if okay. they did say, Laura, would you print that? That's an additional fee I can charge. Okay, got so it. I could assemble binders. I could do all of that if I wanted to. For those who want me to take that on, that would be an additional service for which I can charge. Um, witnessing service for which I can charge. So you can see there's a little more flexibility in where I make my fees. There's mm. a base fee for going out there and taking care of it. And it's very, as Bill said, similar to loan signings. It could be down around 150. It could be up around 250, 300. As a matter of fact, sometimes yeah. it really exceeds uh, loan signings, frankly, for the work that we have to do. Interesting. Yeah. And of course I get paid at the moment. And that's the other kind of difference. That's I don't huge. wait 30, 60, 90 days to get a check. Um, my attorneys either pay me at the table, one attorney that ships me the binders, the checks in the binder for me. And the legal plan I work for, usually it's within 10 days or less, I get that check. Oh, wow. So that payment plan is much different than loan signing. So there's some real differences there, but the differences are positives. They're great. Yeah. Interesting. Make it very attractive. And so when you're, when you're seeing a, a trust presentation, you're basically taking that folder that you're given or the paperwork and you're going to the signers and you're presenting them the paperwork and, and you, you, you're kind of explaining what's in there. And I'm sure this is all through the course, but how, how to explain it. But but you're just basically kind of walking through almost like the loan signs. You're walking them through, yeah. hey, here's your certification of trust and here's the a deed yeah. if we're doing that. Okay. It's uh we just we walk you through we give you scripts and everything of course um that briefly describe the document right we don't we want to we're not acting as attorneys we're not acting as anybody giving advice or anything like that we're very uh, aware and um, we speak to that a lot in the training you, we don't want to slip into unauthorized practice of law that's right. not our job just like on loan signings when you're describing the closing disclosure when you're describing the settlement statement or the note. You are confirming information, you're pointing, and you're gathering signatures. And if required, you're performing the notarizations. That's why it's so similar. And if you stay in your lane, it can be a lot of fun. And to help you stay in your lane, we actually, uh, we employed a 11-member attorney advisory team that oh, actually wow. consulted us on the, the scripts, the descriptions of the documents, the, the completion of the course. So we would help notaries stay out of unauthorized practice of law. 
Uh-huh. And if we just embrace that we're there as the notary and stay in our lane, it can go. It's actually a, a lot of fun. I love these appointments because they're typically pretty relaxed. You know, the atmosphere, there's a lot of people have been putting these um, documents off for years, sometimes decades, right? So when, yeah. you, when you're sitting at their dining room table and you do it, there's this feeling of relief. Uh, knowing that they're protected their family and their legacy. So um, it can be very rewarding. And as Laura said, lucrative as well. Some of these range. Yeah. Is this this happening in all 50 states? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, that's a really good question too. Cause you know, uh, when I talk about this on social media, I'll oftentimes hear people say, Hey, notarization is not required on a last will and Testament in my state. So this doesn't work here. And this is a really good example of what Laura was describing. A last will and testament is uh, one document. What we are talking about here is a portfolio of documents called a living trust. So in every single state, you can expect six to eight notarizations per trust, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less. Okay. And about about how big is the package? Because loan signings can be anywhere from 100 to 200 pages. How about these these trust packages? Yeah, Laura, what, what, about, what do you think? About 100 pages or less? Uh, a trust document itself is around 30 pages. And then you've got 8 to 10. Yeah, I would say about 100 pages. But it really, the work for us isn't the number of pages because we're not printing them. Yeah. The work right. for us is the collection of the signatures, which in the will, you're collecting signatures and witnessing. And in the other five or six documents, you're notarizing the signature. There is a lot, to me, a lot less work really going on. Remember, in loan signings, every package is really different in terms of how many different documents are in there. Um, Even now, if I were to do a loan signing, I know there's going to be documents I haven't seen before because they keep changing them. What's nice about this is the even though the notarization rules may be slightly different from state to state, the documents are the same in a trust. Doesn't matter what state you're in. You're going to have a trust document. You're going to have a pour over will. You're going to have a certification of trust, the power of attorney, healthcare directive. You're going to have a you're going to have a document that puts funds the trust and puts something in it. I don't care what state you're in. That's going to happen. Is the wording going to look a little different? Could be for that yeah, state's yeah. rules. Could you have a, a jurat instead of an acknowledgement? Could be for that state's rules. But look how similar it is. I could, and I've handled out-of-state trust for Texas and for other states because they happen to be in California at the time. It's the same kind of documents. And that's uh, knowing that you could learn these six, eight documents and feel like, you know, I've seen 90% of what I'm going to see. Yeah. Right? Wow. And then you can use deliberate practice to get better and better and better at understanding the documents, at how to describe the documents, at um, when how to field questions, and when to call the attorney. Um, I've had times where I saw something not there that I normally see. That doesn't mean that they needed to have it. It just means, you know what, this doesn't look like what I normally see. I know what I normally see. Let me call and verify. And there's been two times when it was missing and they were able to send it to me. I printed it out and we got it added in because my knowledge base is so strong about what should be there. And it's very hard and it takes a long time to build that in loan signings because you just never know. 
Right. But every escrow office is different. Every lender is different. You just exactly. never know what you're going into. Yeah. But you don't have that. Now I'm I'm gonna so I'm I'm gonna ask some questions that kind of came to mind as we were talking here, and you know this is I'm I'm thinking of someone who's been a loan signing agent, and now they're looking at a little extra thing. So there's gonna be some similarities, but these questions might come up in their head. So like with loan signings, certain states require additional witnesses. Do we see that same here as well? Like would would the signing agent need to bring also a witness with them on maybe for certain states? Well, this is not state specific. I think you're going to see this in almost every state. There's a uh -huh. document in a trust that's called a pour over will. And that pour over will is going to require two witnesses. There is one state that requires three. So two witnesses pretty much. And you can be one because uh -huh. you're, you're not notarizing it. You're just being the notary. I mean, you're just being the witness in that right. document. And so... Either they're going to provide a neighbor or a friend, and, and usually more than half the time, that's the case. But when they say, hey, I can't provide anybody, can you bring somebody? Absolutely. I have a whole network of notaries who are willing to come and just be a witness for the document, either because it gives them a chance to be at the table and watch right. what's happening. Right, right. right. You're getting experience. paid yeah. to get experience. Um, another one is that they could just be in and out. They come for the document. I pay them and they leave. Uh, so yeah, that works out great. I just add that to my bill to them, uh, to the signers. And, wow. and that is always the case in loan signings. They just expect you to do that for free. Right. <laughs> right. And trust. No, they don't expect you to do it for free. Oh, okay. So that I think that's I was just going to say, Laura, I think that's one of the greatest gifts too, Derek, is uh, of this industry is, you know, the reality is as a loan signing agent, if you have worked the last three years for um, off of platforms and signing companies, you yes. can get beat up pretty, pretty bad, right? There's right. always five star people to work for. And then there's the two and the one sure. stars you're working for. And it can be rough out there and you can feel devalued, like unappreciated, they're nickel and diamond. They're charging me uh, $25 for a mistake. And then they only give me $10 to print an entire 150 page packet again. You yeah. know, those, those types of things, right? In the relationships that you can build uh, in estate planning or with estate planning professionals, it's totally different. They, for the most part, they treat you as a professional, as a professional service provider. Mm. So there's a different level of respect. They expect to pay for services. They want to, if you're not getting what you need, you can have those conversations, especially when you're working with attorneys directly yeah. or with their staff. You can say that's outside the normal range that I would travel, or that's additional service. I have to bring two witnesses for that document. And here's my fee for that. Will that work for you? You can have those types of conversations and it's totally different. There's less, you don't have to fight for things. You're not scrambling for $60 appointments. These are, you're paid fair and they ex, they're they open to oh, conversation. Okay. And we have to make sure that we, as, as the signing agents, the, the whistle calls, what do you call our role actually in that? <laughs> delivery trust agent. delivery agents. Yeah, trust delivery agents. Trust delivery agents. We have to also make sure that we're also being professional as well then to earn that. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the other side of the coin, right? If they're, if we're going to get treated professionally, we have to step into that. Yeah. And there is, there can be a little bit of a gap because if, um, again, I'm just going to go back to the pandemic a little bit, but there was 
the the bar came down, right? Standards went down. They just needed these documents notarized. Yes. So you, at an at a attorney's appointment, you know, you're not going to get away with sweatpants or flip flops or casual, too casual attire, right? Uh, you're not going to get away with not knowing stuff or point and sign. Like the the not going to get away with uh, answering your phone hello you know you have to you have to be a business you have to be a business that wants to build and cultivate relationships so all of that we have we have to rise up to meet that new standard in this industry that's and great I think what bill just touched on which is really different um is that it's about relationships you know you can have your name on databases you can have yourself signed up on signing companies and uh, snap docs and signing orders and all those places, but where's your relationship? Where, where, who are you really yeah. dealing with? Who's your customer? And how do you build sustainability so that they'll use you again and again when you're just a name on a database uh, or, or actually the signing company is the one that has the relationship. I have the relationship with my attorneys. I have the relationship with my legal plan. I don't have third parties. Uh, and so one, I get the whole pie, not a piece of the pie. And two, um, they get to know me personally. And now we are um, talking back and forth as, as uh, uh, more as partners and colleagues rather than I'm a vendor for them. And that kind of relationship makes the difference. Yeah, that's those are great points. Uh, you know, again, just, some questions that some agents might ask are, you know, there, there, there are attorney states, um, you know, in the East, <laughs> right? And so, you know, attorneys do do the, sign, the loan signings. Is, is there anything like that similar in the, the trust delivery? So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Laura. Okay, so great news. Uh, and I hear not just that question, but others, you know, because they come from the loan signing world. Uh-huh. They think everything applies. Right, right. States apply for loan signings because there are states where the attorneys are the ones in charge of not just preparing documents, but the whole enchilada, the whole thing. And so you have to be under the supervision of an attorney when you're presenting. We don't have that with trusts. That's not a thing. Uh, uh, there's no uh, attorney states because in every state, attorney prepares all the documents but they don't have to be the one that presents the documents uh, to the um, signers. So that's, that's uh, a good thing. That's fantastic. So people in the well, attorney states in the back East in the South, that's great news. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sure the marketing strategy can be a lot different, right? Because there's the loan signings, you're going to real estate agents, you're going to loan officers, escrow title officers, attorneys, and that's where you're marketing to. And I'm sure the marketing strategy is going to be different here. Now, I'm not going to ask you to do that because they can take the course for that. For that, But we can agree, right? It, it is going to be a different uh, a different type of marketing strategy then? You know, it's it is, it's different but the same, right? Like marketing is marketing. In, the, in this business, your clients come from two places no matter what. It doesn't matter what you're selling, what service you're selling. Your online visibility and your relationships are where your customers come from. Uh -huh. That's it. So in this, absolutely, it works here too. And as Laura touched on a little bit earlier, you have three main sources of clients. You have estate plan companies. They do exist. There's dozens, if not more of them. 
that you can find online. Plus, you've got uh, the real estate, uh, let's call them real estate professionals. A lot of them are attorneys. Some of them are uh, what we call paralegals or legal document preparers. And then, um, um, yeah, I guess that, that covers that, estate planning professionals. And that would be like to equivocate or uh, equalize. It'd be like going escrow direct. You're going attorney direct, right? You're going straight to the source on that. Yeah. And then your third one, and this is huge. This is huge. Uh, and where your online visibility is going to be so important is the general public does not need an attorney to complete this paperwork. It is not a requirement. So they can go to legal zoom. They can download their own trust. They can fill it out themselves and never get a piece of advice. We don't recommend that. Of course, who, who would, uh, there's been some estate planning nightmares that I've seen uh, come sure. through on that, but still it's their right. They can do it. They can download that document. And guess what? Even if they don't need an attorney, they have to have a notary, right? Those documents still have to be notarized. So they're going to be Googling notary near me or trust notary near me, or estate planning notary near me. Uh -huh. They're going to be Googling and you want to do everything in your power to make sure you come to the top of those searches. Oh, that's fantastic. So why would an LSA add being a TDA to their service? So why would a loan signing agent add being a trust delivery agent to their, to their services? Well, I think there's a couple of clear answers and you know, the writing's on the wall here, loan signings, right? We can't pretend, we can't stick our head in the sand and pretend that uh, pandemic volume is going to just start happening again. Uh -huh. It's not going to happen. And I love that you said, you use the word normalizing because that's exactly what's happening. It's yeah. not, it feels like it's grinding to a halt, but it's not. There's always people with the means to buy buy houses. There's always going to be people refinancing at some point for some reason. So yes. that's always going to be going, but it is not going to be raining loan signings anytime soon. Right. If all, if everything else in the world goes well, right. Uh -huh. So you've got to, you have to diversify. That's the path to wealth in the first place. We all know it. Every book we've ever read has told us you have to diversify and trust delivery because it's such a quick sidestep from loan signings it makes the most sense. It can replace your loan signing revenue. Like if you're feeling a pinch right now and you're worried yeah. about the future, you've come to love this business and you're like, how am I, I'm like, I'm unemployable. If this business doesn't work for me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right, I, mean, right. I, I mean, I cannot go back to another call center. I can't go back to a W2. I just, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to make this business work. This one is the one that makes the most sense because there's plenty of volume. There's 33 to 150 million people in the United States that don't have an estate plan, but they need one. And then there's 216,000 estate planning attorneys and 5,000 more graduating every single year to deliver those services. So the opportunity is huge. This is the one that makes sense. Now, is it the only one? Of course not. And that's what's awesome. Uh, Laura and I just wrote a book called Beyond Loan Signings, where we talk about 13 different specialties. Oh, wow. Whether with a, a notary commission or without that you can tie into your business right now. But for both of us and Jen Neitzel, of course, too, our favorite is the trust delivery. You get the one-on-one -on -one interaction. You still get that great feeling. The vibe is good. The money's excellent. And it's something that you can learn and get better and better and better at, just like loan signings. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, and here's one thing, too, to point out, because 
maybe if somebody's brand new, they're not even a notary yet, and they're listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube channel. Because sometimes certain, certain like my state, for example, you can only charge ten dollars per notarization, mm-hmm. and so it's like, but they asked the question. I'm putting air quotes. How do you get away with that? Well, it's because I'm not charging the person. I'm not charging the signers that I'm meeting with. It's the attorney. It's the title escrow officer. They're the ones who are paying me. So they're paying me for a service. And so that's why I, I just wanted to point that out because some people are thinking, but how can you make this kind of money as a notary? Because my law says this, and that's why is because we're not charging the signers. Correct? We're getting paid in this example by the attorneys. Well, and it's it, to me, I'll, I'll take it even a step further. It's because you're being paid for a bundle of services and not a notarization seal. Right. right. That's, Laura, that's a good point, too. Laura, I know you're a, uh, you have a great way of describing this. Um, how would you describe the bundled fee situation? Well, because I'm just still stuck on what you said is it's not the, about the person, because sometimes I'm charging the public directly. Mm-hmm. And I still get to charge more. So it's not about who I'm charging. It's about what I'm charging for. And uh, I want right. about all of the services that we're bundling into one fee, which uh, include travel. That's one of them. It includes the orchestration of the appointment, uh, collecting the signatures and notarizing signatures. Uh-huh. It may include scanning uh, some, not all, but some of mine want me to scan the uh, signature page and certificate only bank. Uh, to them. Uh, If they want the whole thing back, then I'm going to be a courier to do that. Um, So you can see there are a lot of different services, the witnessing service, all of those I bundle up into a fee and say, for this much money, I do all of it for you. Uh Now that, that isn't just the, you know, $10 per deal or $5 per or $15 per. I'm not worried about that. I'm really looking at my time and and effort to accomplish all of those different services. Fantastic. For that reason, Derek, that's what makes it um, interesting and lucrative no matter what state you're in. Because um, are there certain areas uh, and certain types of attorneys that would pay more for this service? Absolutely. And we've got great examples of that. I was blown away by um, how that can look and work. But if you're in a state that only allows you to charge $1 per notarization, $10 or 15, like in California, yeah, the bundle of those fees is still the average. Like we use $100 to $300. Somewhere in that range is what you're going to be compensated when you go uh, attorney or company direct uh, for a full living trust presentation. Remember, that's not just for estate planning documents or POAs. That's for a full portfolio of documents called a living trust presentation. Uh-huh. And that's what makes it so exciting. Oh, that's great. I'm writing a lot of notes down. And I hope I hope people that are watching and listening, I hope you take a moment because maybe maybe you're driving, maybe you're working out, maybe uh, whatever it is, maybe re-watch, maybe re-listen to this, take some notes. Because I'm taking a lot of notes down. This is great information. I'm taking the course right now myself, and it's very digestible it's 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 simple it just it's it's a few video modules and then you go to the next one you go to the next one i like that because like you mentioned bills is bite size i can sink my teeth into it and kind of get through the process and uh, so i'm actually enjoying watching your 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 training course and just so everyone knows i will put a link in the description for that training course uh so that you guys can click on that link as well 
and uh, go to it. Is there anything else that you, either one of you want to comment, make a statement on um, that way we haven't covered yet? Well, yeah, I think um, one thing that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about is the, um, the amount of effort that it's going to take to make this dream a reality for you. You're going to have to um, step outside. Like if you are a current LSA or if you're brand new to this industry uh, and you hear a lot about LSAs, this isn't about or, right? This isn't right. You can be an LSA or a trust delivery agent, right? This is about and. So LSA yes. will always be around. There's always going to be people buying and selling homes and refinancing. So there's, it's okay to wow. have that and to be thinking about how to diversify, especially if you want this business to survive. But what it's going to take is a massive amount of effort. So that's going to come down to your mindset because you're going to get you're going to get rejected. You're going to get tired. You've got to have a compelling why that pulls you out of bed in the morning or gets you off the couch or shifts your mindset. So you can start connecting and what we call prospecting these estate planning attorneys. They need you. The coolest thing that I've learned um, uh, when marketing to estate planning attorneys, I'll give you these three, the, what the, I call the three V's. When you have uh, an attorney who's driven by a vision to change the world, they're a lot easier to work with. They are motivated. Uh, they're doing, they're out there, they're kicking butt at what they do. They're all over social media. They're, they want to help people and they need people like you, boots on the ground notary, who can help make that vision become a reality faster and better than they ever thought possible. And they can do that with the right professional notary partner. And then the second V of that is understanding the value that you bring to the table, literally you bring to the table and helping that vision come alive. And the other third V that I've learned is you will meet amazing uh, estate planning attorneys. Not all of them, but most of them are amazing, but they don't, they also struggle with the same things you struggle with. You know, they struggle with SEO. They struggle with relationships and networking all they're juggling all the plates that you are. Yeah. So they may not have the volume to support you. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. So if you're looking for the trifecta, you want a vision, you want them to recognize your value, and they have to have volume to support you. With all those three things in place, you can make easily make six figures as a trust delivery agent with those three things. And I'll tell you too, Derek, we created a, a special landing page just for your listeners. Uh, I, I actually wrote an article called the 25 lessons I learned by, uh, marketing to 98 different estate planning attorneys oh, okay. and that's free to your listeners. Oh, wow. You can, Thank you. You can go to notarycoach.com forward slash peak signing to download that, uh, free article just for you guys. Oh, that is so cool. Thank you. For yeah. That. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. That's good. What, what things that I like here is you, you said, this is not a, or this is an and, yeah. and that's what you want to do. You want you want to, like you were mentioning earlier, multiple sources of income, diversifying your income, be a trust delivery agent, be a signing agent, be a wedding officiant, be a field inspector, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of ways to make money being a notary. And that's what I like about like the three of us and Jen and other people I talk with is that the, the more, the more successful notaries 
They're wanting to help other notaries. And, and that's what we're doing here. We're trying to help our notary community. Laura, anything else you want to add that maybe I haven't covered you want to touch base on? I think, you know, what Bill was talking about, I think is really important for notaries to think about, which is that bigger picture. You know, are you a notary or are you a business owner? Because uh, there's a difference. There is um, a difference. Do you want to be a vendor or do you want to be a partner? Right? Uh -huh. Because there's a difference. Yeah. And so I think when... Um, when notaries might be asking themselves, hey, I can figure it out. I've already done loan signings. I don't need training. You know, it just comes. The thing is, is that, yeah, it could haphazardly come your way and you may or may not do a sufficient job, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a future of building technical expertise. And the attorneys that I work with see me as their partner, their partner in building business, their partner in delivering the goods to their um, clients, because remember, attorneys have lifetime uh, relationships with their clients. They they get a trust, and then later it might have to be amended uh -huh. and or restated, and or they have to just make other a codicil because they they get married, divorced, they have children, the children get married, they have grandchildren. Things change in life, so this right. is not a document that is a one and done. Right. right. And they're going to be using that attorney for other life cycle events where that might be necessary as well. So if you've got a relationship with that attorney who feels that way about you, you're going to become the go to notary, right. not just for that initial trust document. That was just getting your foot in the door. And that's what I love. And if you can see that, then this is for you. That's great. Because not, not only are the attorneys building relationships, we, the notaries, we should also be building relationships and, and building that partnership. And remember, we are business owners. That is, those are great. Well, I, I appreciate both of your time. Before we wrap up, just, just for fun, as notaries, do you have any fun stories, odd stories, interesting stories that you may want to share with the audience that you've run across where you're, it was, it's just funny to share maybe. I always have some. Yeah. Okay, that's great, Lori. Um, uh, one is, uh, when I went in to take care of somebody in, in the city, in my city, um, what I thought were two big Rottweilers sitting in the dark were okay. really big pigs, like 250 pound pigs. Those were their pets. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. They, they didn't say anything. They were just looking at me. And <laughs> I couldn't really tell what they were because the house was a little darkened. But uh, when I went to leave, they were sitting in front of the front door. So I had no choice. But to say hello and she said, oh, that's my you should pet him. And yeah. so, anyways, that's that was one. That was probably one of the more unusual pets. Get all kinds yes. of but that was an unusual pet. The other one is uh long before cannabis was illegal anywhere, uh -huh. early, early in my career, 20 years ago, um, I went to take care of a loan signing. And when I got out of the car, I thought, wow, it kind of smells like pot. How weird is that? Uh, and then I went to the door and when they opened the door, cause it was winter. And so they were all, you know, closed up Yeah. Opened the door and it was like, Oh my God. And they said, Oh, Oh, um, it's medicinal purposes. And we had our <laughs> so, so then we went to the kitchen, sat at the table and we had the best time ever. I had more cookies than I've ever had in my life. I had a contact high. It was the 
most fun appointment ever, ever, ever. That is hilarious. Oh, and then the crazy. last one is Naked Guy. So, oh. uh, yeah. So this guy, oh, probably my age, uh, had illnesses, and he had a hospital bed it, right when you walk in the door, right there was the hospital bed. And I'd been there before, but this time when he said, come on in, um, I'm like, I'm walking on in. Hey, how's it going? Hey, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's sitting on his hospital bed with just the lap tray, you know, like a hospital tray yeah. um, over his lap. And that's all he was wearing. Oh, wow. So there you go. Yeah, I popping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Bill, do you have any? Oh, man. Okay, so I have so many of... Uh, some I've slipped and fallen. Sometimes I have gone through an entire appointment with food in my beard and you don't realize it until you look in your rear view mirror after the appointment. But I think the dumbest one that I did was I uh, rang a doorbell and as I'm waiting, there's a sign that says, do not pet the dog. He okay. will, he will set a trap. He will make you think you, he wants you to pet him. He will roll over. Do not fall for it. He will bite you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of specific. Okay. So I rang the doorbell. They let me in. She was on the phone walking away. And this cute little dog came walking up, just greeting me. And he rolled over at my feet on his back. I was like, well, he's cute. He's not going to bite me. So I reached down to pet his stomach. He bit me so hard. I thought I, I thought it was going to take my finger off, but I was dramatic. It didn't, I was fine, but I was like, and she's like, didn't you read the sign? I was like, <laughs> I did. I just, I fell for it. He was too cute. That's a really good story. Yeah. And that client actually, she actually ended up being a manager of a, a builder's a, a title company. And that ended up oh. sparking an amazing relationship. That is, that's All great. I had to do was sacrifice a finger. It ain't worth it. <laughs> Well, both of you, thank you again for coming on and talking to my audience. I, again, I truly appreciate it. And I just want to remind you both and everyone watching, listening, that you are awesome. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever let anyone devalue you. You deserve everything you're getting because you are worth it. You provide the best service out there. Everyone, thanks again for another great episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate that.